Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? All right, folks. We're December NFL football. Man, I like December NFL football. You actually know what you're talking about. You know? Can I give you a secret? Can I give you a real secret? All right? 
the secret of especially college sports, and uh, tonight I got a chance to cover college sports for Fox Sports 1. We have a double header. We got UMass Providence. Yeah, UMass Providence, which is like, eh, I'm going to say 7 o'clock Eastern time, then 9 o'clock Eastern, 9.30 Eastern time. We have USC TCU from, um, from Staples Center. Here's a little secret. Like, look, I, I study the AU circuit. I talk to college coaches. I like ball, and I do the same thing for college football. Like, I always like recruiting. I love talking to college coaches. And, you know, when I travel, I make it a, make it a point to stop by basketball and football coaches' offices. And when you do that, they, like, welcome you in. They tell you everything about their team, other teams, or whatever. So you, you like to think you know a little bit more than the average Joe. But the truth is, truth is, that, and this is true for your local guy, that even when they stop by, like coaches don't really know what they have to start the year. And so if the coaches of their own teams don't know, how the hell are the broadcasters going to know? Like, we don't really know. Like, we just kind of assume and we pick big names. We're like, yeah, that'll work. We'd even do it in the NFL. I mean, take the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right? You came, come into the year and you were like, well, Jacksonville last year figured out a way figured out a way in which they could they could make Blake Bortles into a quality quarterback. They figured it out last season. And so by figuring it out, you're like, well, all right, well, they still have Jalen Ramsey and they got talented guys up front. They got Leonard, Leonard Fournette back for year two. Like, all right, they move a couple pieces around, but generally they get to the AFC Championship game last year. Why can't they be good this year? The thing about December football is now we actually know. Now, some stuff we don't know because we don't know how, and we're going to talk about this later, we don't know how teams are going to react when they lose huge, huge players. You know, how are you going to react without your quarterback or when your quarterback comes back like you might in Chicago? How do you react like the Kansas City Chiefs when you lose your running back? You know, game one against the Raiders, like, all right, you could have beat the Raiders with one arm tied behind your back. Now, you got the Ravens, they're going to shorten the game, and they got a very good defense. How does that change you? So I, I think it's really important to point out that by now we actually know. And you know what else we know? We know the Jacksonville Jaguars have quit at football. What you saw last night was an embarrassing display of the opposite of the adage that football guys, NFL guys try to tell you. You know, the thing about football is you just can't quit on things. You can't play half speed. You'll get hurt. You're like, really? Did you see the, the, the Henry run? He'd still be going. Jalen Ramsey's on the opposite side of the field. He's in man-to-man coverage. He looks over his right shoulder and never pursues. Like Derrick Henry's fast, but when you have to stiff arm four dudes running down the football field, he's not so fast. He's not that fast that they couldn't have gang tackled him on his way to a 99-yard touchdown run. For a man his size, he is fast. For the NFL, he is not, especially when he has to he has guys trying to drag him down. But when I watch Jalen Ramsey and the rest of the Jacksonville Jaguars just watch him, you know, there's like five of their dudes never moved. It showed me that the Jaguars have quit, and it also showed me, also showed me why the quarterback position is so much more important than just, can you throw a football? 
Can you throw a football? Um, I've worked at three different networks. This is the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. And I've learned things from everywhere I've worked. It's like one of the things that I love about my job is I work around people that really, really know and love the sports that they played. You know? Like, we all know, and Colin and I and Dan and I, we all know the sports. You know, I, I played everything growing up. My dad was a coach. My brother is a coach. And so you know about coaching. You know about playing. And sports do, in fact, translate. And having played all these sports, like, I can tell you, but the guys who played at a pro level that really know how to describe it and to understand it, I'll never forget. I tell people all the time, Tim Hasselbeck taught me how to watch football. Tim Hasselbeck's like, dude, you're watching football like a fan. Let me show you how to watch football. You know, these are the things that you have to see. Here's how you can tell who screwed up. And even sometimes now, I don't really know. So I text him or I'll text Trent Dilfer or other guys that really know and love their sport. Like, nah, here's the deal. The wide receiver has to win on the inside on that route. Or the quarterback has to throw it to this specific area. You watch Dan Orlovsky over at ESPN. Does an incredible job. And Phil Sims. Some people have maligned Phil Sims, longtime lead analyst for CBS. Now he's in studio as Romo's. But Phil Sims told me, told me a phrase a long time ago. And he was like, well, you know, he's a quarterback. That's what he said. He's a quarterback. And I was like, what does that mean? You ever interviewed a quarterback? I said, yeah. He said, what do you think about it? I was like, well, you know, Matt Ryan comes in here to the Super Bowl, and I feel like I know him. And I feel like we're best friends. I feel like if I exchange text numbers with him, he's legitimately going to text me back and then text me like at 11 p.m. one night going, what are you doing? W-I-D. Right? Romo had the exact same thing. I would run into Romo at various events. And I know like he's got a little crew that travels with him. I know like his turtle, if you will, like is a good friend of mine. But, you know, like, look, I'm just another guy doing this. There's lots of us doing it. But you run into runway like, man, are we best friends? And that's how they all make you feel. Or at least the good ones. The ones that can't get along in a room. This is the difference between, for example, Baker Mayfield and Johnny Manziel. Mayfield and Manziel, both incredible competitors. Now, Baker would do the job in terms of understanding coverage, football IQ, total student of the game as opposed to Manziel. But the other part about Baker is Baker kind of takes over a room and guys are engaged with him and they like him and they want to compete for him. Whereas Manziel, they don't dislike him and dislike his off the field annex, but there's not a... There's not a cohesiveness to him. There's not a get behind me and stick with me and we're going to win this thing because whether it's that they know he's not prepared and he's just winging it and he's faking it till he makes it or whatever it was, there's just a difference there. Even Russell Wilson, who many guys in the NFL think, that guy's a phony. Have a 10-minute conversation with him and you're like, okay, like I don't believe that there's any magic water that could cure me from concussion. But if Russell Wilson says there's magic water, I kind of want to believe it. There's an it factor to it. Right? There's Clemson has this twofold. 
Clemson has this twofold. They had it first with Dabo Sweeney. Clemson's had talented teams and talented coaches for years. And everybody said, like, when Dabo Sweeney was a wide receivers coach, guys that even weren't wide receivers would stop by and stay and hang in his office. He had this stickiness to him where guys just wanted to be around him. And then he landed Deshaun Watson. Like, look, Deshaun Watson's not a great quarterback. He's not. He's not a great surveyor of the football field. There are throws he misses. There are things he still doesn't slide after two ACLs. But guys love him. They just do. I can't explain it. You know, look, I'm not trying to tell you that life's a popularity contest, but it doesn't hurt your life if you're really popular. It just doesn't. There are guys that get movies because they win the room. There are guys that get jobs because they win the room. And there are guys that are really good quarterbacks because they win the room. This is not even anti-Blake Bortles, but whatever it is that he's done and how he's handled himself and how that franchise has protected him and emboldened him, even to making a quarterback change to a Cody Kessler, who everybody knows is a backup, lost the team. He lost the team. The franchise lost the team. And that's a football team that quit. We don't know things early in the year because no one really knows how a season's going to work out. But we know things by December. And uh, look, I was very fortunate to hit both the over uh, and, and um, and the win for the Tennessee Titans. But just because they had decided to show up for one game against the Indianapolis Colts, just to prove that they could still play because the players were heard about the quarterback position to watch them quit in Tennessee after watching them compete last weekend was embarrassing. Embarrassing. And by December, we know. And we know Jacksonville is a complete and utter dumpster fire. Last year was the exception. All the other years appear to be the rule. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. But here's the difference between the Lakers and the Cavs. If this were the Cavs, Carmelo would probably already be on the Lakers. Excuse me, he'd already be on the Cavs. He'd already be there. Not because LeBron would have said anything, but because he wouldn't have said anything, and this is how Cleveland has always acted. Hey, let's just try and figure out what he might like, what he might not like. It's a little bit of that fanboy thing. There's such a distance kept between them that they can't figure out, I don't know, does he like green M&Ms or does he like red M&Ms? Let's just give him two different things of M&Ms, both up on a pedestal in his dressing room. We don't want to offend him. Does he like Carmelo? I don't know, but I think he might. You know, they were on the banana boat together. We should sign him. Now, it should be pointed out that the last three off-seasons, he's had opportunities. And last off-season, even with, a, with, with no money off, they didn't have to pay any real money to get him in L.A., LeBron James has never asked or opined for him to be in L.A. I, I don't believe this story to be... It's not inaccurate that LeBron, I think LeBron James is one of those guys where he doesn't want to make enemies, especially of friends. Carmelo's a guy that everybody likes, but nobody wants to play with. I actually think there's a better home for Carmelo Anthony, and it's with a playoff team in the West, and people are going to think I'm crazy for it. 
I'll get to it in a second. This is the difference between L.A. and in Cleveland. In L.A., they have a plan. The plan's coming together. The plan has great chemistry. It's fun to go to work. They've won 11 of 14. The young guys are coming along. The veteran guys are buying in. And they'll add some pieces in the upcoming offseason. How does Carmelo Anthony fit in that plan? In the would he could he win him a game or two here or there getting hot off the bench? Sure, of course. But it's the it's the how you feel after the games that you lose, or how he handles not playing as much, not playing as big a role. By the way, the Lakers need more three point shooting and better defense. Two things that Carmelo Anthony does not provide. <laughs> so this strikes me as a LeBron James has probably told Carmelo, I love to have you, but you know, I'm not really in decision-making position. It's not how we agreed to roll here. And that's how the story got back to Joe Vard. I actually think Melo fits with the Golden State Warriors. You guys think I'm crazy, but the Golden State Warriors bench stinks and they need somebody to come in off the bench and get buckets and he can get buckets. You know, much the way that they used uh, Maurice Spatesmer, Mo Spates, Mo Buckets, going back to their first championship year, Carmelo could be that guy. Now, he's not as physical a defender. He's a terrible defensive player. He just can't move out in the court. But as a bench player, if you come in and just, hey, go get buckets until you don't get buckets and then you come out. But LeBron going to be a Laker, I mean, uh, Carmelo going to be a Laker with LeBron, don't see it. I've been told by multiple sources within the Lakers. Dude, our chemistry is awesome right now. Our guys like each other. People like coming to work. Complete 180 from last year when half the guys knew they weren't going to be there. So um, I can't tell whether it's somebody as a source trying to uh, napalm the Lakers or if it's LeBron, which I think is more likely... LeBron being really nice to Carmelo and say, man, I'd love to have you here eventually. Just stay in shape, stay ready. Um, I can't tell what it is. I, I don't I don't doubt that Joe Varden has his sources. I just doubt that he'll actually become a Laker. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Daniel Jeremiah. DJ, the Chargers trail big at the half. And... I remember turning to my wife and kids, same old Chargers, right? Eh, same old Chargers. <laughs> now, there's no Melvin Gordon, so there's a, that's an explanation, not an excuse for not running the football, but no Melvin Gordon, and you're on the road against a talented team. They come back, win the game. Was that comeback more about where the Chargers are or where the Steelers are? I honestly think it was more about the Chargers, Doug, and I think it's kind of the, the, the veteran poise that they have with Rivers. You know, everybody talks about Philip Rivers and how animated he is and how excited he is. I think he's done a great job of just kind of showing composure and poise when they've been in some tough spots this, spots this year and uh, found a way to dig out of that hole they had. I mean, that comeback and the two-point conversions that were needed each and every time that uh, they found a way to get that done. So I know the Steelers you know, aren't happy with some of their execution and maybe a call here or there, an unfortunate bounce. Uh, but I thought the, the real takeaway from that was that the Chargers are – Maybe not the same old Chargers, as you said. Yeah. Um, what about the kicking game? Um, you know, Badgley did miss an extra point, and then, and then, uh, even though there are three offsides, and the first miss was by a whisker, <laughs> he did actually miss the first kick. Like, are the kicking woes uh, uh, fixed? 
the crazy thing is, is, is the way you describe that is still infinitely better than what they've dealt with over the last couple of years. Uh, so it's, it's definitely improved now. It's not, there's still some, some worrisome moments, obviously, in that game and, and going forward. But uh, it's still even better than the way they had it. So I, I think there's the belief in this kid that he'll, he'll find his way. And maybe that was the luck that you needed to kind of change fortune to get that offside on the first one he, he shanked. Yeah. He, well, he didn't, he didn't, in fairness, he didn't shank it, but he did just miss it, right? And then you're like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And then even from, that third, distance, from that distance, though, you can't. you got to put that thing right through the middle. You can't, yeah. you can't even flirt with the uprights. I know it. I know it's it, it's it's crazy. Daniel Jeremiah joining us on the Doug Gottlieb show. Did they find? Did they expose something that people didn't know, or did everybody know that what you got to get is a, a Steeler linebacker, you know, on a slot wide receiver? I mean, that really was they they just ate up those linebackers in coverage. Is that was that a known? Uh, was that something that was known previously around the league? Yeah, I mean that's what that scheme calls for. You know, like there's certain certain matchups you can kind of generate and create and I thought the Chargers did a beautiful job there now the Steelers have kind of argued if they have Cam Sutton who's their normal uh, nickel that they could have uh, done some things a little bit differently there but man the way it was the Chargers identified it right away and they did what smart teams do they didn't stop I mean they just kept going to it again and again and again and it's some point in time, I, I'm sitting up there saying it during the broadcast, like they have to make an adjustment. Surely they're going to make an adjustment. Well, they never made an adjustment. Yeah, it's it was really remarkable to see. Uh, equally remarkable to watch the Jacksonville Jaguars quit on national TV. Uh, have you, you know, look, you were in NFL organizations before this part of your yeah. career. Have you seen that before? You know, it's funny because uh, it was just two weeks ago doing the Chargers Cardinals game where everybody said the same thing about the Cardinals, you know, who just, they just laid an egg. I think the Chargers might have had, what, 45 unanswered points or something like that. I mean, it was awful. And then that same Cardinals team that people use the Q word, they go on the road and beat the Green Bay Packers. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm always hesitant to use that word, but it was, uh, it was tough to watch last night, that's for sure. What do they do? You know, they're, they're into Bortles for a bunch of money. Nobody wants them at that contract. What do you do? I think they're going to have to retool their roster a little bit, not just at that quarterback position. They've got, to, I mean, I'm sure you would, you know, you probably eat some money there and try and go all in on somebody like Teddy Bridgewater in the off season. But I, I think you'll see them kind of, they'll split up that defense a little bit too. I think they'll take some, they got to take some of those assets from the defensive side of the ball and, and develop and invest in the offensive side of the ball. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that happen in the off season. What's the real conversation like? In a front office. Daniel Jeremiah joining us in the Doug Gottlieb show. So there's two different, very different instances of this. But let's start with Jalen Ramsey. Like, look, Jalen Ramsey's super, super talented. Um, and, you know, he he ran his mouth all offseason and even early in the season. And it, it's one thing, anybody can be beaten in the NFL, right? Like, look, you can mm-hmm. get, be- good cornerbacks can get beaten. That's, that's the nature of the sport. But to quit, and he's quit several times in this thing, like, how do you handle that when you have a guy that has that much talent but also has quit in him? Well, I think you address it directly. Um, and, you know, that's, that's something I'm sure that will be done at the player level. Um, you know, should be done at the position coach level, coordinator level, all the way up. Um, it should be taken care of from the guys on the field before it ever gets to the people in the personnel department. But you've got to address it and, and see how he responds to it. If he, takes, if he takes issue with it, I know they said, you know, there was those rumors that, they might, that he might be dangled, and then the, the Jaguars issued a statement said that is absolutely false, that's not happening. 
I think if you address some of your issues with him and he's uh, he's defiant about them, I, I don't know. I I wouldn't rule that out. I know they've said that won't happen, but personally, I, I wouldn't totally rule that out as a possibility. I think it's something that Bears paying attention to in the offseason. All right, even worse is the Odell Beckham Jr. situation, just because they just gave him a huge deal. Onside kick, he's on the hands team, ball rolling his way, and he's like, nah, not worth it to me. Um, what do you do if you're the Giants? Well, I mean, I guess I just say the uh, if you want to put it on the egregious scale, it wasn't as bad as Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. You know, that was that was the stinking Super Bowl uh, game on the line. That was much worse uh, when he wouldn't go down after that football. So I guess if you put it in context that way, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, but, you know, I think with the way the season's gone, um, you know, I, I don't think – I'll put it this way. I don't think he's the only player – of his caliber that would have made that decision. As bad as it looked, I don't think he's alone in that thought. I don't know, man. Like, if, if uh, for a guy who is celebrated for having this ridiculous ability to grab any football, to not offer up even, even a one-handed effort at it, to go, nah, not worth it to me, after signing a huge deal... I, that that would not sit that would that would would not sit well with me when I was a New York Giant player, let alone somebody uh, in ownership who's writing that check every week. Yeah, well, the, the truth of it is that there is going to be a massive overhaul with this roster. I would think before too long, and the people that would be upset with him uh, probably going to be more the veteran guys on that team that that have been around and know that you know that's not how you handle your business. But not all those guys aren't going to be there. I mean, it's going to be a whole new group. So yeah, I'm just telling you, as bad as it looked. Um, I don't think it's going to have much impact going forward. I'm with you, by the way, on the Cam Newton thing, right? Down six in the Super Bowl, ball on the ground. Like, what, you know, like I could get hurt. Okay, it's the Super Bowl. You probably never have another shot at it. Speaking of Carolina, they fire their defensive staff after he throws four picks. Is that what was wrong with the Carolina Panthers? No, I mean, look, their defense is not at the level that it's been previously but I thought that was just kind of you got to shake something up and that was maybe the low-hanging fruit for them they felt like um, that were expendable but the issues are Cam turned the ball over as much as he did that's where you start you got to be better there Um, they've got you know look they need more weapons on the outside they need defensively they're nowhere near what that Super Bowl defense looked like so you know they've lost several games in a row Doug and it looks right now if they don't get this thing turned around uh, it's not going to be position coaches that are going to be gone. It's going to be a whole new coaching staff. So I think that was just trying to shake things up, and uh, we'll see if it, if it works. But there are more issues than just on that side of the ball. Uh, Rams taking on the Bears this weekend. Um, it, it's it's going to be cold. I mean, it's not going to be like snowy and or the fog bowl, whatever, but it's going to be cold. And the Bears are going to get Mr. Trubisky back. He's off their injury reports. That means he will be a go. And it's the style of offense, same offense, essentially, that Kansas City had that had success against them in that great Monday night football game. Um, what are your thoughts on the Rams trying to go and win in Chicago? I like the Bears uh, in this one. I, I really do. I think it'll be uh, interesting to see what happens at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, this this offensive line who has been playing great, you have seen some signs of some some leakage there. And the Bears, I think they'll have a chance to uh, to win that battle up front defensively. And then you look on the other side of the ball, um, I think if Trubisky's out there and healthy, I think even with uh, some of the guys returning on the back end, I think they'll have some, some holes down the field. So I actually like the Bears to win that game. Um, okay, then let's go to the Chiefs. As the Chiefs now, more bad news for the Chiefs is Sammy Watkins sustained some sort of injury to his uh, surgically repaired foot. 
And so they signed Kelvin Benjamin, who, uh, blazing speed Kelvin Benjamin, a lot like Tyreek Hill. <laughs> um, and they're still dealing, you know, reeling with the loss of, of Kareem Hunt. I know you're going to get a chance to see them against the Chargers Thursday, but they got a battle yeah. with the Ravens, a franchise that you've been a part of, a team that's found a way to win a couple games of late. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs now, one week removed from, uh, from the awful news about Kareem Hunt in the offseason and getting rid of him? Well, this game would scare the, the crap out of me, to put it uh, bluntly, if I, were, if I were the Chiefs, because two things with this Ravens team. Number one, if you're looking to try and slow down an offense, an explosive offense, there's really two ways to do it. Number one, uh, you have the bodies up front to dominate with your four-man rush and still be able to stop the run. Well, the Ravens can do that with a whole host of guys they roll through there. Uh, very deep, and they're very very stout at the point of attack. So they fit that description. The other way you slow down an offense like that, you keep them off the field. You, you run the heck out of the football. And with Lamar Jackson, that's the style of game they're playing. So they can limit possessions uh, on one side of things, and on the other side of things they can get after you up front. So uh, this, is, this is a scary game for the Chiefs. Obviously, everybody's pointing to that Charger game next week. Uh, but they're going to have their hands full with the Ravens. Um, I feel like the Saints are going to have their hands full with the Buccaneers. Am I crazy? No, because, you know, look, they can, they can put up a bunch of points. They've already got them uh, earlier this year. Um, and then we'll see what happens with the weather. I think the last I saw was supposed to be pretty rainy. So uh, that, that could be something to keep an eye on there. And it's the division. That division, is, especially that division, those teams know each other so well, and, and you kind of throw everything out when they get out there. So, uh, if Jameis Winston does not turn the ball over, they've got a shot. Um, as he played, it seems like he's played a lot better. Some of it is just a little yeah. luck and fortune, but ha- actually watching the All-22, has he played better? He has, for the most part. You know, with Jameis, it's never been it's never been physical. It's always been decision-making, and it's been decision-making, you know, both on and off the field that have got him in, in trouble. And now we've seen these last couple games when he's making good decisions, he can make every throw. I mean, for a guy with a big, strong arm, he can really layer the ball and, and show some touch and make some really impressive throws. He's just got to avoid trying to jam balls in and, and avoid the turnovers, and he's done a nice job of that the last couple of weeks. So I think this is a big challenge for him. If he can kind of keep going like he's going, uh, it would be a huge relief to that organization because they can uh, – they can go forward with him as their guy. Texans have won nine in a row. This thing all started because the Colts decided to go for it on their own 43-yard line overtime instead of punting and playing for the tie when the thing was was just about wrapped up. Colts come off an absolute stinker, DJ. They were awful yeah. offensively against the, the, the same Jaguars team we saw give up last night. Um, what are the chances the Colts go into Houston get a win? I think they've got a shot. Um, you know, the big thing is going to be can they block Houston? Uh, that that to me is the key to that whole game. This this Colts offensive line is so much better, um, but you know that's that's a big challenge with those guys coming off the edge. So they were right there with them. What was it like? It was in the high thirties, I think, thirty seven, thirty four, something like that. The first time they played, uh, I, I do think if they can protect, they're going to be able to move the ball and score a bunch of points. I think we could have a, a another shootout in this one as long as that protection holds up. Uh, but Houston at home, I, I like Houston. Uh, but I, I think you're going to see a whole different offense. That last week, every now and then, 16 game season, Doug, you have you lay an egg every now and then. Last week was their egg. All right, uh, the the uh, Philadelphia Eagles almost laid an egg against the Giants. They survived. They beat the Redskins last week, so now they won two in a row. They still got to go to L.A. take on the Rams. Still got the Texans. Then the Redskins on the road. That one looks like a win, but but a loss here would essentially end their season, right? Or make it very very difficult, at least to win. They couldn't win the division, most likely. Can the Cowboys? Can the Cowboys continue this? I think, look, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, 
talking to talking to folks in Philadelphia in that organization about you know how they feel about things, and the thing that has them encouraged right now is the offensive line starting to come together uh, and, and kind of win that line of scrimmage. So that to me, this Dallas Cowboys defense that's been playing outstanding, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Philadelphia does stylistically in this game. You know, Doug Peterson normally likes to come out and try and throw it all over the place. Well, they've been terrible to start football games. Uh, their first quarter offense has been awful. I wouldn't be shocked in this one if you saw the Eagles come out and try and just go downhill. Those The speed at linebacker that the Cowboys have, you know, try and negate that by just running right at them. So I, I think it'll be – I think this is going to be one of the more physical games of the weekend. I can't wait for it. All right, last one is the game you'll be at, which is Chargers taking on the Bengals, which – you know, the Bengals don't have their quarterback. They don't have A.J. Green. They're, they have historically one of the worst defenses, maybe the worst defense in the history of the sport. But meanwhile, the Chargers have a game Thursday that they care about. They came off a game Sunday that they cared about. This game's one in which everyone expects them to win by a couple touchdowns. Any chance that they get caught looking ahead? You know, I just left the facility and uh, was talking with Gus Bradley, the defensive coordinator, and he, uh, he brought up a great point because I kind of was talking similarly as you were, you know, how you make sure these guys are focused coming off last week and not looking ahead. And he said all he had to do was show them a, a cut-up of Joe Mixon's explosive plays. And he said we grabbed everybody's attention pretty quick. Uh, so I know they don't have Andy Dalton and A.J. Green, but there's still some players, especially those two running backs, uh, that can give you some trouble. So you, you better uh, you better show up. They, they, they should have learned their lesson against the Broncos when they had the Broncos dead to rights and did not put them away. And uh, it kind of saved the Broncos' season, as we've seen. So yeah. they, they've got to come out and jump on this Bengals team right from the right from the start. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be. Interesting. By the way, uh, thirty-three Derwin James, how good? He's unbelievable, man. I, I, again, I was talking with, with Gus about him, and just every week he can he shows you a different aspect of his game, and just uh, the the versatility he allows you as a defensive play caller to use kind of as a chess piece to take this away or that away uh, each and every week. I mean, he's, he can't say enough. I think he's got a chance to be – he might be a first-team All-Pro. Forget the, forget the Pro Bowl. He might be an All-Pro his rookie year. That's filthy. Filthy stuff. Daniel Jeremiah, download the uh, uh, Move the Sticks podcast. Check him out on the NFL Network or listen to him on the, the Chargers broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, bud. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Titans had a huge all-around game last night, uh, led by Logan Ryan's team-leading seven tackles. Plus, he had a huge sack. He continues to lead all NFL cornerbacks in sacks and tackles. Of course, he's hoping for that Pro Bowl nod. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. How satisfying is it to get a win on a Thursday and now have a weekend off? Oh, man, it's great. There's, there's no better you know way to do it. Um but for, for us, the position we're in, it's survive in advance. That, that's how we're approaching it. So uh, regardless whether we have work tomorrow or not, we're, we're trying to win by any means necessary. And I think we've had our backs against the wall for a couple of weeks now. We're playing some, some good football, so we'll, we don't mind the position we're in. Um, okay, did, did it feel like to you, that in your, just in your opinion, that they quit? No, I, I, you know, you're talking about, again, professional athletes and, and uh, I can't say Leonard Fournette quit. I can't say Cody Kessler quit out there. I think those guys were playing. I just think uh, we did a good job winning up front, and we did a good job winning in trenches. And when we play Jacksonville, we're, we're two similar teams. We, we, we have some really good defenses. We take pride in our defense. We run the ball. We, we have some powerful running backs. And we knew we had all, all hands on deck to stop uh, Leonard Fournette last night. We knew that. 
And uh, I don't know what they tried to do to stop Derrick Henry. They didn't do a good job of it, and that was the difference in the game. Um, all right, Beast Mode's run or Derrick Henry's run, which is better? Man, uh, I remember watching Beast Mode's run back in the day. But uh, Derrick Henry, just because, um, you know, if I run 99 yards, well, even with maybe one stiff arm, I'm going to get a little tired. And Derrick has about 50 pounds on me. And he had about six stiff arms in there and was able to pull away from some DBs. So that just shows his athleticism. And I, I think it was the greatest runner I've ever, I've ever seen. I think it was the greatest night I've seen from, from a, a single player. And I think it's a testament of Derrick. Um, he, he said earlier in the year that he didn't like how he was playing. He took a lot of criticism and blame. He's splitting carries with Deion Lewis. We have two really good backs. And, uh, you know, Derek, he didn't point the finger. He didn't want to – he didn't ask for a trade. He didn't do what a lot of people want to do nowadays, which is quit or find a way out or find an excuse. He kind of put it on himself and worked harder. And I was happy he had the night that he had uh, because we know he's capable of that. But uh, he really bet on himself. And, I, and I'm just proud of him. And I think uh, he really deserved everything he had last night. Logan Ryan joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Where were you during the run? Were you were you on the bench and looking up at the big screen? Were you on the sideline watching it happen? Where were you when that took place? Yeah, I was on the bench. I was on the bench to start. And then when he started pulling away, I got up and I was running down with him. And uh, it was nuts, man. The stadium erupted. And it was it was a game it was a game changer it was a game changer momentum had swung at that point because we we just stopped them on fourth down on the one yard line and they went for it four times on the one and we stopped them and so that's a huge swinging point and then we have one play for ninety nine yards and the, the things kind of started getting rolling uh, from that point on. What is the energy like? In the huddle, or you know, and guys, teams don't huddle like they used to, but like you said, fourth and one in your own stadium. You guys are fighting to try and stay alive in the playoffs. Like, what is that energy like when you get a stop? It's huge, man. We have a lot of pride, and um, it's a lot of focus because you just want to make sure that you're covering your guy. You know, you don't want him to to do some trick play, and you're not. You know, you're so amped up, you're not doing your job. So, we're the number one red area defense in football. We're one of the top scoring defenses in football. Um, so, we take a lot of pride anytime anyone gets in the red area. Uh, to hold them to three or, or 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 get a change of down, and uh, that's what it was. They they were testing our ranking there, and and we're, we're the best in the business at that down there, and uh, we took pride in it. And I think a lot of guys stepped up and made you know plays. We stopped them four times within the five yard line. Mike Vrabel, obviously your new head coach, dude gets on the chest protector and starts lining up yeah. with dudes before before the game. How do you guys honestly? What do you guys say about that? Yeah. Well, you don't you don't see him line up too many routes on us and get open anymore, though. I do tell him that. Uh, but um, you know, that, that that's Braves. He's a fiery coach. Uh, he's a former player. He's a coach that's going to tell you and demand you demand what he wants from you. But he's also going to show you how to do it. And he's going to tell these he tells these D linemen, you know, to keep their hands inside and and make and have a rising punch. And uh, he's going to put on a chest pad and. And, and allow you to punch him in the chest. So I just think uh, he, he's a born leader. He was a leader as a player. He's won championships as a player. And he's, and he's a great leader as a coach. He's definitely a leader of men. And he's not afraid to, to demonstrate or show. Not afraid to get his hands dirty, as you see. You, you know, one of the things that impresses uh, me about you playing for the Titans is they seem to know how to use you, right? Like, 
you know, uh, I, you know, you, you, you go back to when you were with the, the Patriots, sometimes you'd bring in guys that were talented elsewhere. They couldn't fit in with the Patriots or you, people can't fit in elsewhere because you got a man schemes and the guy's a zone corner or a zone corner when the guy's man schemes. Whereas they use you, uh, down around the line of scrimmage, they blitz you a lot. You're a great tackler in space and, and they put you in position to be successful. That's it's it's no secret. Like you're leading all corners and sacks and tackles because they're putting you in the right spot. How important truthfully is that? That's not just about getting playing time, it's about getting playing time in the in being used in the right way. I I think the best thing about this defense is I have a lot of talented players around me. And I, I pride myself I have a very unique skill skill set. I think I'm one of the most versatile defenders, corners in football. Um, when Keenan Allen comes to town I'm covering Keenan Allen. When uh, Hopkins comes to town in, in, in two receiver sets, I'm covering DeAndre Hopkins. And then when we have three receiver stuff, I go into the slot and I cover all the slot receivers. And um, and they, I blitz a lot and I get to be around the ball and make a lot of communication to get tackled. So I, I, I pride myself on being a good man-to-man player. I pride myself on covering some of the big-name guys. But then at the same time, when Josh Gordon comes to town, uh, Dory Jackson's able to cover Josh Gordon. And we have Malcolm Butler as well, able to win his matchups. So we think that we have three good corners. We think we have three number one corners. And when guys come to town, we're able to match them up uh, how we see fit. And I'm able to do my thing in the slot and, and, and really help us on third down, help us in the red area, which we're ranked really high, and limit all the production in the slot route when Cole Beasley comes to town and guys like that. And if we're able to win on the outside as well, there's, there's not too many places. And then you throw in our, our blitz scheme, that DP's defense. It allows me, it allows Kevin Byard. It allows allows to get around the ball and make plays. Um, your your cleats for your cause were cat and dog themed with Nickelodeon, and I do know you do a lot of things. I just saw on Twitter, uh, you know, doing things for the Ryan Animal Rescue Foundation. The big question I have is: Are you a cat guy or a dog guy? <laughs> I'm both, but I'm I'm a I'm a keep it honest with you. I have three dogs and no cats, so I'm, I'm a dog guy for sure. I love K- animals. K- kind of kind uh, of dogs. What kind of dogs? Oh, I'm a pit bull, a pit bull advocate. I love pit bulls. I have two. Um, they're great, great dogs around my, great dogs for my kids. Uh, that's awesome, man. They have a ter- a terrible reputation that we're trying to change. But yeah, I like the big, drooly mouth, big headed pit bulls. Um, what are their names? Dogs' names? I have three dogs. My two pit bulls. I have a a, a big pit bull named Leo. I have a, a blind pit bull, completely blind, named Julius. And then I have a puggle who runs the show, and her name is Nala. Living that, uh, living, living that pug, cat. living that pug life. I'm just wondering if you spent more times on your kids' names or your dog names, because I would tell you, for us, it was about split. Like my dog, but just you know, my dog's name is Odell Beckham Jr. Jr. Uh, it's a wow. yeah, it's it's a it's a sheepoodle which got big flowing hair, and yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why we went with Odell. Plus, he's my my son's favorite player up up until last week when he bailed on the onside kick. He was my son's favorite. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, you know, our, all our names are really well thought out, kids and dogs. You know, Leonardo, he's a blue he's a blue pit bull, and he's named after the Ninja Turtle. Nice. The blue Ninja Turtle, Leonardo, because he has a big Ninja Turtle head. And uh, we rescued Julius, and that was his name. He already had that name. And we named Nala when she was a puppy. She looked like a little lion cub uh, from Lion King, uh, like Nala. So... That's what we went with for the, for the dogs' names. They're all you know off of cartoons or things I grew up liking to watch. 
and uh, yeah, we're going with that. Um, last thing, and and you know, we haven't had you on since. What was it like to not just he hasn't just beat the Patriots to throttle the Patriots? You got several <laughs> former Patriots on the coaching staff and on the roster in the defensive backfield. What was it like to get that win? You know, and it was really good. It was good because it showed us um, what type of team we have, what we're capable of when we, when we lock in on, on all three phases. And it, it was a complete win. And uh, defensively, we played great. Our offense moved the ball, special teams. It was just clicking. And it was fun to make, you know, fun to cover Edelman. We, we had went at it in practice for years and butted heads and loved to play with them. You hate to play against them, so I was happy to play against them in a slot again. So that was a good matchup for me and, and him. And it, it was just fun, man. I have a lot of respect, and there was a lot of handshakes and hugs. Some championships won together. But, you know, you know, we had to move on. It's a business. And, uh, you know, I feel like they're happy for me, and, and I'm, I'm obviously happy to get that win. But it was a good win for us. We needed it at that point. Uh, I still do. And, and, and we know, man, the, play, the Patriots are a title-contending team every year, a playoff team. And we know what type of team we have, man. Like I said, our back's against the wall. We're surviving in advance. But we want to get in that dance, and we know that you know we can play with those type of teams. So um, I think it was a good a good test for us, and uh, it's always it's always a good chess match playing against Tom Brady. So I was fortunate to be able to play against him, play against uh, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. You know some of those guys in my career, and you always got to heighten your game as a corner when you play against quarterbacks like that. You got a big week with charity, December eighth, tenth, and eleventh. You got. Three amazing charity events, one for pets and animals, one for underserved kids, one for military veterans. He does it all. Follow him on Twitter, Logan Ryan of the Tennessee Titans. Logan, enjoy the weekend with your with your dogs and with your kids. Thanks for joining us, and congrats on the win from Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.